Hey, this is Dan from the Braille House with Transformation Radio. Is forever blessed. His is the kingdom, and we're 
time for our reading in the New Testament, and our narrative today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 37. We'll read through to chapter 12, verse 7. Let me talk a little bit about what we're going to be reading about in Scripture here today to shed a little light of understanding on it, perhaps. The hand-washing ceremony was done not for health reasons, but as a symbol of washing away any contamination from touching anything unclean. Well, not only did the Pharisees make a public show of their washing, but they also commanded everyone else to follow a practice originally intended only for the priests. The Pharisees loved to think of themselves as clean, but their stinginess toward God and the poor proved that they were not as clean as they thought. Rationalizing not helping others is easy because we've already given to the church. But a person who follows Jesus should share with needy neighbors. While tithing is important to the life of the church, our compassion must not stop there. Where we can help, we should help. All right, let's read all about it now, here in the New Testament. April 6th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 11, verse 37, through chapter 12, verse 7. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees! For you love to sit in the seats of honor in the synagogues and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplaces. Yes, what sorrow awaits you! For you are like hidden graves in a field. People walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. Teacher, said an expert in religious law, you have insulted us too in what you just said. Yes, Jesus said. What sorrow also awaits you experts in religious law, for you crush people with unbearable religious demands, and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. What sorrow awaits you? For you build monuments for the prophets your own ancestors killed long ago, but in fact you stand as witnesses who agree with what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets, and you join in their crime by building the monuments. 
This is what God in His wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, but they will kill some and persecute the others. As a result, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world, from the murder of Abel to the murder of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will certainly be charged against this generation. What sorrow awaits you experts in religious law? For you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves, and you prevent others from entering. As Jesus was leaving, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees became hostile and tried to provoke him with many questions. They wanted to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do any more to you after that. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God, who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell. Yes, He's the one to fear. What is the price of five sparrows? Two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Because Jesus is alive, I am free of all bondage. I feel so much better about myself. I don't worry anymore about what people think of me. All I care about is what Jesus thinks of me. That's all that matters in the world to me. As long as I'm pleasing Him and doing right by His rule book, the Bible, I'm doing what He says, I'm trying to be like Him. I'm the happiest man in the world, and that's all that matters to me anymore. Mentality while trying to make my ends meet Such a hypocrite to the point I was sick of it And so much ignorance, Jesus, help me get rid of this I wasted so much time chasing things that were not of you And all I got is you, tell me what I gotta do Ain't no more cussing twin, quit throwing your middle finger Ain't no more busting twin, quit using your trigger finger Ain't no cigar box, throw away the sticky, nah No more Ziplocs weighing on the digit, nah No more drop top, bumping, popping biggie Hey, this is where it all stopped and I know God is with me They said it's church time, please open your Bible up I'm highly favored, hater, you ain't gotta smile at us See, I'm a bodybuilder, watch the way I built the body And man, you say you sick, but well, only God can heal your body And in the name of Christ, sickness gotta flee 
God could change your life, man, look what he did for me I used to make the rule to break the rule Third night, club night, wish I would've stayed at school Wish I would've done right Pain is what I know, hate is what I knew I'm a problem to the devil cause I chose to stand with truth I'm born to get believers, say what's up to your boy Speak life and speak love, got a cup full of joy Hey, you see me at my worst, now watch me at my best Seen when I was cursed, they like, now watch me live and blessed The devil getting mad cause I no longer feel depressed Dig my boots up out his chest, now I got him on his neck No longer feeling weak, no longer feeling stressed Worried or confused, only Christ can give me rest I smile at what's against me, I pray for what's ahead If I can't live for Jesus, man, I might as well be dead I'm shouting hallelujah, now they looking at me crazy Streets got nothing for me, man, the money ain't gonna save me Bloods burn now, liquor bottles run dry When your money all spent and can't afford to get high Your lifespan shorter, your body grows old Emptiness grows and your heart becomes cold A man could have the world with fortune all amongst him If he ain't got a soda and in the end it profits nothing A small word of love can make somebody day A compliment to say, it could go the longest way A love overcomes, it's better than the gun It's the weapon that I use when I'm in war, that's why I won A pressure comes with courage, continue and succeed It's time that you are hopeless, man, you get down on your knees The weather won't be perfect, the clouds will rain a deep But gotta provide a harvest, you just go and Plant the seed, you see me at my worst, now watch me at my best. Seen when I was cursed in life, now watch me living blessed. The devil getting mad, cause I no longer feel depressed. Dig my boots up out his chest, now I got him on his neck. No longer feeling weak, no longer feeling stressed. Worried or confused, only Christ can give me rest. I smile at what's against me, I pray for what's ahead. If I can't live for Jesus, man, I might as well be dead. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 31. Let's take a look at what we're going to be reading about here today in the book of Psalms. The people of Israel rebelled and were not faithful to God. They forgot about the miracles God had done and put God to the test by making demands of Him. They lied to Him, tried to flatter Him, and continued to turn away from Him even after He did great works on their behalf. While God recorded these painful and shameful truths in His Word, so that we today can avoid the same errors. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul used this classic story of Israel's unfaithfulness to warn the early Christians to be faithful. We'll also read here today about Ephraim. Ephraim was the most prominent tribe of Israel from the days of Moses to Saul's time. The tabernacle was set up in its territory. 
There is no biblical record of Ephraim's soldiers turning back from battle. So uh, this portion we're going to be reading about is probably a metaphor referring to Ephraim's uh, failure to provide strong leadership during those years. When David became king, the tribe of Judah gained prominence. And because of David's faith and obedience, God chose Jerusalem in Judah to be the place for the new temple and rejected Ephraim. Well, this caused tension between the two tribes. This psalm may have been written because of that tension in order to demonstrate once again why God chose Judah. God works through those who are faithful to Him. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 31, a psalm of Asaph. O oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power and His mighty wonders. For He issued His laws to Jacob, He gave His instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children, so the next generation might know them even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. The warriors of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned their backs and fled on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by His instructions. They forgot what He had done, the great wonders He had shown them, the miracles He did for their ancestors on the plain of Zoan in the land of Egypt. For He divided the sea and led them through, making the water stand up like walls. In the daytime He led them by a cloud, and all night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them water, as from a gushing spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on sinning against Him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They stubbornly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. They even spoke against God Himself, saying, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Yes, he can strike a rock so water gushes out, but he can't give his people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, he was furious. The fire of his wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, his anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust him to care for them. But he commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all they could hold. He released the east wind in the heavens and guided the south wind by His mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sand on the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and all around their tents. The people ate their fill. He gave them what they craved. But before they satisfied their craving, while the meat was yet in their mouths— the anger of God rose against them, and He killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 19 and 20. 
Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Deceit fills hearts that are plotting evil. Joy fills hearts that are planning peace. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. See the God-man in the garden Calling Abba The cold set in as his weary friends could not keep Praying, Father, for 
For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. <laughs>